Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the Like a Desical Podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Jordan, and with me today, we have Ben. Hello. And we have Patrick. Mm-hmm. But we do not have Vinny due to uh, a child microwaving an Android tablet. Now, my assumption of that situation is that the child saw a picture of popcorn on the tablet and decided to microwave it, thinking it would pop out of the screen. That's what I would like to think. Here's the unfortunate thing. You can't find corn in a tablet unless you put their albums on there. I was about to say. I was about to say. I'm sure you could find it on any one of, uh, on any one of, uh, what's his name? Scott Squatch's phones or something. Yep. You find lots you of You can also find it when he's on tour with corn. <laughs> he's always on tour with corn. Not he's always. A, he's a corny guy. <laughs> Dude, I want to hurt you right now. <laughs> Maybe I want you to hurt me. I. Listen, you know, you go, you go throw stuff like that out there. So, couple things real quick. First, this is our 40th episode of the Lackadaisical Podcast. We are just 12 away from a year. It's pretty cool. 40 episodes, and we, we still can't get a consistent group of people going. To be fair, yeah. to be fair, we usually do pretty well, all of us being We together. usually do pretty well. Yeah, it's just stuff always happens. It makes it to where we can't record, so. Yeah, this week was a clusterfuck. Yeah, if Ben almost didn't show up, Vinny barely, or Vinny didn't show up at all because work, and also he just wasn't going to have the chance because of, uh, yeah. Our guest didn't show up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, that was the other thing I was going to mention. We're not is... going to say who the guest was. Oh, yes, we are. Yes, we are. Okay. Well, I guess, I guess we're oh, calling man. you out, Trim. Okay, yeah. He, does, he doesn't watch this anyways. Yeah. We're, we're going to get our buddy Trim on here. He's Norwegian. He's uh, formerly known as Path Slash, currently known as Kokoro Starstorm. Go find him on Twitter and tell him he's a, he's a bitch for not uh, waking up and doing the podcast with us because he was supposed to fill Vinny's shoes for today and he did not and we are ashamed of him. He has disappointed us, but you that's know, okay. This should be a lesson. Next time we don't get a third-rate Jigglypuff player, we just get <laughs> top Jigglypuff player. Jig- can't say Jigglypuff, Jigglypuff right. Jigglypuff. I can't say Jigglypuff right. It's like a fucking tongue twister. Jigglypuff. Look, man, English isn't my first language. Or your second. Or your third. Or my second. I'm not even speaking English right now. You're speaking Spanglish. I'm not speaking anything. Well, speaking of speaking, we have a bunch of topics today. We've got two bonus topics on top of our normal stuff. Um, and we've also changed up our our doc a little bit. Now, this this doesn't pertain to you as a listener very much, if at all. But it helps us as the 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 speakers of this podcast, you know, the the voices, the vocal strength of the podcast. So we've organized it to where we have a section to add notes for our topics instead of just the topic and link. Um, and we also added a group, what we've been up to, um, instead of just our, you know, what we've been up to individually. And then we all individualist, oh, I've been playing GTA with the guys. Oh, I've been playing GTA with the guys. Oh, I've been playing GTA with the guys. We just all collectively say, oh, we've been playing GTA with each other or something like that. Yeah. So that way it doesn't get repetitive. 
And mm-hmm. yeah, we just organize our stuff a little bit um, and it feels better. feels like we uh, have more general information up front. So we're briefed better on the situation on the uh, on the topics. And this one bonus topic here has a lot of fucking notes. <laughs> yeah, it does. You but you know what? Notes. It's called being prepared. It's called preparations. Okay. That's lame. Anyways, we're going to go ahead and jump into the topics. So as of August 20th, GameStop has dropped some massive layoffs um, across their headquarters and across their subsidiary Game Informer magazine. Game Informer magazine. And it it's come as quite a surprise to a lot of people. Uh, yeah. A lot of the employees. Because they came because, out of nowhere. Yeah. Just just a suddenly a bomb drops. Like, oh, hey, sir, sorry you've lost your job. Um, Which so, I'll get into why it's even shittier for the Game Informer employees. Yeah. So to, uh, to quote the article, the struggling retail chain GameStop has laid off over 100 employees today, which was the 20th, both at its corporate headquarters in Great Bend, Texas, and at other offices, including its subsidiary Game Informer magazine in Minnesota, where nearly half of the editorial staff lost their jobs in a surprise cut. Quote, as part of the previously announced GameStop reboot initiative to transform our business for the future and improve our financial performance, we can confirm a workforce reduction was implemented in practice impacting more than 120 corporate staff positions, representing approximately 14% of our total associate base at our company headquarters, as well as at some other offices. End quote. A GameStop spokesperson told Kotaku in a statement, quote, while these changes are difficult, they were necessary to reduce costs and better align the organization with our efforts to optimize the business to meet our future objectives and success factors. We recognize that this is a difficult day for our company and particularly for those associates impacted. We appreciate their dedication and service to GameStop and are committed to supporting them during this time of transition, end quote. So, a lot of people lost jobs just because they're like, uh, well, we don't want to pay these people to work for us anymore. Um, all right, bye. No warning, no heads up, just you, you've lost your job. Just, just, just like that. Not only that, but a lot of these Game Informer employees... Some of, one of them at least was on vacation, as the article says he was on vacation. A lot of these other Game Informer employees were also at Gamescom, which is Europe's version of E3. So they were abroad doing work covering a major trade show and got cut while doing it. Yeah, that's absolutely fucking bullshit. That, that is absolute horseshit. I mean, at that point, you were literally wasting your time. You were sent out to waste your time. They intended to cut you, and you just cut you while you're fucking out doing work for them? No. Yeah, they gave no fucks. That means they probably had to pay for their flights home and pay for the rest of their shit because they were just cut there, cut clean. That ain't right. That really ain't right. No. No. Like, the entire way that they went about it just... And, I mean, that's how corporate layoffs go pretty much everywhere. Like, they say, hey, we're going to, like, either they say we're going to do layoffs and then don't really give anybody a heads up who's getting laid off. They just get, hey, bye. Or they don't tell anybody, hey, we're going to be laying people off and then just drop the hammer down. Mm-hmm. That ain't right. That ain't right no. at all. 
Like, I think it was like, what, seven people, seven editors at Game Informer or lost their job. Um, also, this uh, this has come a few weeks after GameStop laid off dozens of regional managers following a brutal year that saw the company try and then stop trying to sell itself. So, the GameStop has just been on a downward de- you know, decline for a while now, and this just they're they're desperately trying to find something to fix, and I think GameStop's probably going to die soon. Well, this looks like it, right? You don't cut nearly half of your magazine's editorial staff, and you don't cut a bunch of corporate staff positions if you're not getting close to a point where, hey, like, either they're doing a big, I mean, like, either they're realizing Game Informer maybe isn't making the money that it used to, and they're trying to start cutting ends where they can, or they're cutting off these corporate staff positions because they realize we're fucking up in certain places, so we're going to cut all you people and and just, like, re- like I, I don't know. But it, it just... It, so I can't, look, I can't get my thoughts together on this. I just think this fucking sucks so much. Look, when it comes to Game Informer specifically, all right, well, today's day and age, you know, gaming magazines, we personally like them, but a lot of people don't necessarily go to pick up a magazine and read through them some people still get subscriptions and they're not I don't want to say they're obsolete or nothing because people still do like magazines and still do read them but when it comes down to it like Game Informer is like the only major gaming magazine and I don't know many people that even get that exactly it it comes with your purchase of you know their GameStop subscription their GameStop members service but other than that people don't go out of their way to subscribe to it I don't think and it if they were going to try to cut costs and target Game Informer, shut down Game Informer completely. Give a heads up, you know, and just shut down that division entirely. If it's not justifying, that the, that the money that's coming from it is not justifying keeping it running, then there's, you just, you, you cut ties with that, either sell Game Informer or just shut it down completely. Gaming magazines aren't all as necessary now with the way news spreads. They're nice, but they're not all that necessary. It's like guidebooks. All the recent guidebook companies shut are shutting down. So yeah, we know Prima is shutting last down. Year. Yeah. So this type of stuff, you know, physical media for gaming news and, and release dates and all that, it, it gets spread on the internet. And that's where the majority of video gamers that pay attention to these new this type of news are going to see it. They're not going to... You don't have these avid video gamers as, as as frequently that don't pay attention to the internet, but look forward to all the new games coming out. They don't. There's not that many people that are strictly like that. A majority of them pay attention to the internet and look for the news articles on there, as we do. Mm-hmm. So if they were to try and you know, which, which I mean, drop that, a division yeah. to save money, just yeah. drop the magazine as a total. Don't lay off half of its employees, and then a month later, the other half. The rest of these people are probably terrified to lose their job. You oh, know, they're still working there. Yeah. yeah, it'd be wise for them to submit applications to other, you know, companies. They might as well at this point. Um, but then again, I also don't know like how the inner workings of like journalistic video game publications work. Yeah. Um. So maybe that's a situation where they get wind of it, and it's like, oh, you're trying to get a job somewhere else. We're going to cut you or something like that. It probably wouldn't work like that. I mean, 
That'd be petty. That'd be pretty petty. On that, that'd corporate be pretty level. petty, and it'd be pretty fucked up. Um, but you know, if there is one hopefully bright side to it, um, jumping a little bit ahead here, uh, I kind of linked a tweet thread from Dan Reichert from Giant Bomb. Yeah, yeah. Um, where he said the game of formal layoffs has been on my mind all week. I spent eight years working for GameStop, both at GI and store level. Oh, yeah, he's mentioned that, I think, on the podcast. And unfortunately, the cold and impersonal ways the layoffs went down is exactly what I'd expect from that company. No warning was given. All of the GI editors laid off deserved better, and I hope they all find work at a better company that appreciates their talents. GameStop will continue to nosedive because of their history of poor decisions, but those that are leaving have so much to offer the industry. Um, And that's something that I kind of agree with and and kind of try and at least view with, like, a bright side of the coin, um, is that these guys are going to... You know, they're, they're going to land on their, these guys and girls are going to land on their feet, right? They're going to, they're probably going to land jobs at IGN, GameSpot, PC Gamer, you know, wherever. And, you know, still hopefully wind up fine in the long run, uh, despite how they were treated by GameStop. Yeah. And, you know. I mean, these are, these are, you know, talented people. They're not, they weren't hired for no reason. Obviously, they have talent and skill. So I'm sure they can find an occupation elsewhere in the in, you know in the same industry, oh, yeah. um, even working for a website, you know, like mm-hmm. Kotaku or something, or some more, you know, even IGN. As much as people dislike IGN, um, yeah, everybody, just wherever it may be, I'm, these people. It's sad that they have to go and find it, but I, I don't know. I, actually, there is no butt to it. It's it's just it sucks the way they were fired. They they lost there's their jobs. There's no butt. There's there's no butt. They just flat ass. It's it's just a flat cut ass right there, because they lost their jobs. <laughs> this is terrible to joke about while we're talking about this, but I mean, it's like suddenly one of you two just suddenly found out. Oh yeah, you lost your job because corporate said you don't want to work anymore. That'd suck. Corporate decided I didn't want to work there anymore. Corporate decided they didn't want you to work there anymore. That's what I meant to say. <laughs> Could you imagine? Yeah, your boss just comes up. You don't want to work here anymore, <laughs> but I, I like my job. The pay is fantastic. I don't understand. No, no, you don't, you don't think here. any of those things. You're lying. You don't want to work here anymore. With the Jedi mind trick thing. Where the fuck am I? When did I start working at? <laughs> oh shit! When did I start working at Walmart? This isn't my job. I don't want to be here. I'm going home. <laughs> Don't forget to clock out, but I don't work here. That sounds about right. <laughs> yeah, that's Patrick how layoffs would, go. Patrick would be standing there holding a stack of pepperonis and just... Man, he would fuck just, this shit, slam it on the ground. They'd tell him, you don't want to work here. He'll look down, see all the pizzas, shit, I'm out, and then just take the pizzas with him. <laughs> <laughs> he won't bitch. be able to do anything. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. But yeah, this 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 whole thing it isn't surprising because GameStop, you know, Free I food bitch. Honestly, I need to check GameStop a couple more times. I saw that the Super Metroid T-shirt boxes were like half off at some locations. I need to check mine to see if I can get them because they were half off plus buy one get one free. So Ooh. if I can get a couple of them, oh man, one to wear, one to keep boxed up, I'd be happy about that. But Ooh. yeah, I need to go check that out. Um. They just, 
they're, they're having so many liquidation type sales it seems lately they're just GameStop is on its way out that's, that's what it seems like yeah also I would like to uh, point out that uh, that Mr. Trim messaged me he said shit sorry ended up taking a nap that went a little too long and now he's back to offline so wow. he took a nap he fell asleep and and like and didn't wake up. I bet did. you he set his alarm too because he told me his alarms don't wake him up. Probably, yeah. That would make sense. Ah, base shit. I'm still calling you out, bitch. Oh, he's still a bitch. You should have woken up. Become a less heavy sleeper. You motherfucker. Anyway. But yeah, so hopefully these people can find new jobs elsewhere and and not be fucked financially because that that would suck that would suck quite a bit moving on um i have a bonus topic here that i grabbed because i thought it was very interesting uh nintendo has now discontinued the nintendo the new nintendo 3ds xl production line um all that is left on their website is just the 2ds and also how did i not click this link um but yeah just the 2ds and 2ds xl are available under on, on the website. They've delisted it, so that basically means that they've, you know, they've stopped production. Well, it makes sense, right? Because the main thing they're pushing right now in terms of 3DS hardware is the 2DS XL, and it's the cheapest thing to produce over the 3DS XL. Oh yeah, definitely. So I mean, it makes sense there um, yeah. why they would go ahead and make I mean, that decision. Yeah, I mean they're they're obviously still able to justify keeping the 3DS, you know, the 2DS specifically, keeping it uh, as production line going. But yeah, the Nintendo 3DS XL has been officially discontinued in North America. Um, and it, it's weird. I, when I was looking at this the other day, it apparently it actually released 2015. Um, and that that feels like so much not long ago. Or feels like it wasn't that long ago, but it really that was a a while ago. Like it's been 3ds has been around for quite a while. The, you know, specifically the mm-hmm. new 3ds XL with the beefed up hardware. 3ds has been around for a long ass time. Like what 2011, I think, was when the the original 3ds launched. Yes, because 3ds was 2011, and in 2012 was the Vita and Wii U. Yeah. So. But yeah, um, and along with this, uh, because Nintendo, um, for whatever reason, they have removed the ability to add funds to your uh, Wii U or 3DS eShop account via credit card, but only in the EU regions. So like Nintendo.co.uk, um, uh, if you go to the website for support and you go to how to add funds in Nintendo eShop using credit cards, it says, as of September 2019, credit cards cannot be used to add funds on the systems in Nintendo 3DS or Wii U consoles. Now, originally everyone thought this was just them, you know, going to be shutting down the eShop for Wii U and 3DS, which, uh, that would be bullshit. Uh, they shut that down already. That's not that long. Like, it, it has not been long enough for them to shut that down, in my opinion. No. People still buy games on there all the fucking time. Yeah. But apparently the possible explanation for it is due to their laws and lack of verification while using credit cards. Um in the EU it, that that could be the reason behind it. But regardless in the EU you can't add 
funds to your Nintendo account with a credit card. Or not, maybe not a Nintendo account, but specifically the Wii U and 3DS. Not much really more to say about that, just something interesting to mention. The biggest thing was that the 3DS is stopping production. If I can say, um, while it had a very good life, and I do believe it is a great system that I still have to buy several games for, um, I'm kind of glad that it's done. Well, because yeah. that means Nintendo can finally converge all of their their studios onto one system. And they can focus on developing for the Nintendo for GameCube. One system. Yeah, for the Nintendo GameCube too. Thank you. They're, they they're canceling the Switch. They're the bringing Switch back is, Dreamcast. The Switch is the GameCube too. It's portable. I'm sorry, does my Switch have a fucking handle on the back? That I can carry around the system like a lunchbox? No? Then shut the fuck up, Jordan. (laughs) Damn. Ben's got a good point. Doesn't he have a good point, Patrick? Ah. He has a good point. He has a good point. He has a good point. Oh, I only have a good point now? Huh? Only took now... Oh, you bastard. You're throwing me onto the bus. I'm going to fight you. Speaking of systems, how about we talk about a new one? That their oh, PlayStation yeah. 5, that dev kit that, or that possible dev kit that leaked this past week. Uh, so Sony had filed a hardware patent and it recently surfaced last week um, with rumors that it could possibly be the PS5 development kit because it was, it was specifically Sony Interactive Entertainment um, that it came from. Uh, it, so, so like when it comes down to Sony hardware, the the only like the only thing that you could really link that to from Sony Act- Interactive Entertainment, probably the PS5, right? Uh, so that came out. It's a funky looking little thing, but you know what? It's a dev kit, so it should look weird, but it looks cool. And as far as dev kits go, I'm not even going to lie to you. I practically would want to buy this. So it looks really cool. Of course, I I do not believe that this is what the console will look like at all. No, the final console is in no way going to look like this. The final console will will look boring it'll be a brick just like the ps4 just like the xbox one just like everything before well not everything before actually but ps3 and xbox 360 had some interesting designs but ps4 and xbox one boring bricks just they're just fucking boxes i mean if you compare the ps4 dev kit to the final ps4 i mean does that look like the final ps4 at all to you not at all it looks better actually but yeah so my thing here, though, is this is for the PlayStation 5, right? Mm-hmm. Do you notice something about this? Maybe the fact that there's a, a shape like a V for 5, like the Roman numeral for 5? That's can I, very Can clever. I tell you something, Jordan? Yes. That never clicked with me. Oh, I, that Not clicked with once. me immediately. That's a fucking V that, that literally is meant to look like a 5, a Roman numeral That's for 5. That's clever as shit. Like that, that I wish they would make a console look like this, but practicality-wise, it wouldn't work. But it no. would be it would be cool to see something look like this. 
Um, but there was confirmation that it was a dev kit from an out-deleted tweet by Matthew Slot of uh, the studio Codemasters, which they've you know done a ton of racing games in the past. Uh, I think they did like Grid. I think they did Dirt. Stuff like that. The F1 games. Um, but the tweet said, it's a dev kit. We have some in the office. Sony patent shows PlayStation 5 dev kit, or maybe even the console itself. So that seemingly means that it could be the dev kit. Obviously, we can't say for sure because we're, we're, it's a rumor, right? We're taking somebody's word off it that we don't really know if they could say. So, I mean, I, I honestly, though, Design-wise for dev kit, that I see, I can see a dev kit being designed cool as shit. I mean, look at previous dev kits, like what you meant linked earlier for the PS4. Yeah, I can. They, someone's going to design it's like, okay, look, this is not going to be a final design, so this doesn't have to be practical. This can look badass, and so someone just had a field day with it, you know. This, this I mean, the Xbox One cool. dev kit, the Xbox One dev kit, just looks like a bulkier Xbox One S. And it's got a little screen on the front that tells you, like, the performance of the game. Oh, that's neat. Um, let's see what the Switch dev kit looks like. Ooh. Oh, never, never mind. That's just a Switch. <laughs> Nintendo doesn't like to be fancy. The, the Dolphin, the GameCube, is just a fucking desktop computer. Yeah, the Dolphin. The, the Wii dev kit is well, just a Dolphin. Oh, wait, never mind. This is just a giant block. The only thing I know about this thing is people kept saying they're going to put their penis in the five thing. What? That's the, uh, that's the, yeah, that was my slot. first interaction with it. It was people what saying, type of oh, shit? That was the first thing I heard when I saw this picture. Like, oh, finally people can stick their pee-pee when they get too mad at the PS5 now. It's like, oh, cool. Thanks, Twitter. We're deleting Twitter. <laughs> I'm done. I'm emailing Jack. I, I, I'm going to buy out the company. Can't wait for the PlayStation 5 to look more disappointing. To look a lot more disappointing. <laughs> I'm, sure it, I'm sure it will. But yeah, there's a place to put your penis in a PlayStation 5 dev kit. That's nice. Thanks, Twitter. I really wanted that. <laughs> From now on, Patrick. Thing. <laughs> From now on, Patrick. Don't You need to stop feeling like you can't interrupt an add-in because it doesn't matter if it makes it harder to edit. You need to talk more. You're a part of this podcast. You are just as much, you are, you are literally 25 to 30% of this podcast. You are 75% of it right now. And by that, I mean you are 33 and 3% chance of this podcast right now because sacrifice will not always be ready for you. And we need you today. We need you to be with us on the podcast and talk with us. And you can't be afraid to tell us about our 22 and a third chance of losing a sacrifice. You can interrupt at any point and tell us about your, your, your being a genetic freak. And that's the bottom line. Because Stone Cold said so. <laughs> what? What? Oh, Boston Aries whips out his meat. Stone Cold will rip it off. Alright. Anyways, you can go ahead then. Japanese games that don't get localized. Let's talk about those and emulators that can translate them. Oh, yeah. Thanks, Nintendo, for No Mother 3. Well, that's already translated, just not by Nintendo, and they don't intend to because we already played it. None of us have played that game. Uh, but anyway, the developers behind RetroArch, everybody's favorite little emulator shell, 
uh, announced a new feature over the weekend. Oh, mate. I have a gentle blick. <laughs> can, tra- <laughs> can translate Japanese text to English on the fly. I don't know why they're doing it on a fly, but... You know. <laughs> well, I mean, a, a mosquito was too small. Bitch, shut up. I fight you. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's using the Google Translate API. Um, if you, if you have a Google Translate app on your phone, you could take pictures of something. Uh, if there's Japanese text or whatever, it'll translate it for you on your phone. Um, and this is basically the the API that it's using um, to scan uh, the language on screen, Japanese in this case. Uh, to translate it into image. There's two modes for it. There's an image mode in which it pauses the game. The translated text will pop up in the new text box. Or if it's in speech mode, a robot will read the words out to you while the game keeps on running. Ah, everyone Um, is rice. All right. (laughs) What the fuck is wrong with this guy? I'm reading the images. Oh. Oh, that's not accurate at all. No. Anyway, um... So, yeah, the, none of the translations are super accurate right now. It's not, like, a perfect service. But it's more so, like, the idea of what this could, like, eventually be, right? Like. Oh, yeah. I mean, it could be changed, tweaked, made yeah. grow to be better. Yeah. I mean, this could be a new way that we could get translations of Japanese games that have never come out over here. Oh, boy. So, like, there's a... Uh... You mentioned the thing on your phone earlier. I've, for a while recently, as you both are aware, I was researching getting a new phone. Um, and now that my phone has stopped freaking out, I, I'm not being forced to upgrade, which sucks, but also is good because I don't have to buy a new phone, but I really wanted a new phone. That's besides the point, though. There was a, a uh, feature that uh, the Galaxy Note 8 had um, that was to point at a different language and it will translate it on screen for you live. And it was improved on the uh, the Galaxy S9 and S9 Plus, as well as the Note 9. And, man, that just seems so fucking cool to be able to point your, your camera on your phone at something and it live translate it for you. Like, that is so cool that, that technology has is, is gone that far to do shit like that. It's so fucking cool. We're oh, not, yeah, it's wild. We're, we're not that far away from when we were kids and this shit was like futuristic never gonna happen you know like we really aren't that far away from that when i was a kid and 64 days with no smartphones cell phones were barely a thing you know in the 90s cell phones weren't normally a a big big common thing as much they were just barely catching on so it's, it's it's really cool to see how quickly technology has advanced in the past uh past 20 years really it's it's quite insane Oh, absolutely. 100%. You know, it's it's a wild, wild world we live in. The future is here. And the, the Amazon is forest is, is burning down. And the government, or the, the, the president of Brazil says, no, we don't want your money. We want it to burn to the ground because I want it to burn. Jesus they Christ. said, hey, man, we can help you. And he said, fuck it. Let it burn. I don't want it. And, and he crops. let it burn. What a piece of shit, right? What was that, Patrick? I mean, those crops. Yeah, he's a selfish piece of shit. Yeah. Once, he's under the guise of crops. 
Sorry, I, I didn't mean to bring politics into this, but that's really depressing and sad. It's, it's, my heart is hurting for the Amazon rainforest. It's off topic, but pray for the it Amazon sucks. rainforest. It sucks. <laughs> okay, it's off topic, but like I think we can probably talk about it a little bit, right? I mean, yeah. We, I mean, sucks. it's not really political to say that it's a shitty situation. No. And I also really like how we can talk about one thing and just go so far off topic that we're talking about this so easily and it not be a problem. Hey, man, you know, we're good people. That's why. Except for when we laugh at GameStop employees for losing their jobs. We didn't laugh at them. (laughs) No, we just laughed for them. We just made jokes around it. We laughed for them. Look, I'm sorry, guys. None of you are going to listen to our podcast. Maybe But not. if you do, give we me a job at Giant Bomb. No. I'm joking. I don't need a job at Giant Bomb. Ben, ben should not, like, could not and should not work at Giant Bomb. He has such a short fuse, all right? God, could you imagine me during Game of the Year discussions? Yes. Fucking Jeff would go... You know, Red Dead was just a terrible game. And I'd be like, you know what? You know what? You're a fucking idiot. I used to respect you, and then you just came in here with that bullshit. I, oh, I wouldn't it. do that to him. I, I genuinely respect Jeff Gersman too much <laughs> to say, hey, man, your opinion's fucking shit. Well, all of his opinions are fucking shit, though, to be fair. No, no not really. That, that's not true. It's true, and you know it. No, no. You're not true. Well, you know what else is not true? If I were to say that Patrick didn't have a topic, but he does. That was the word. That was a very terrible transition, though. <laughs> that was the point. It was supposed to be really bad. Well, then do it better. No, because that's just going to be the one on here, just so everyone <laughs> can know how bad it was. Okay. Or just point in the trim day. Oh, shit. Well, that's the truth. And Trim is supposed to be here as a cop. <laughs> I like how short that was. Yeah, he's supposed to be there. But he's, he's just a, a dumb bitch. He's a cop. Horse's name's Aggro. Yeah, the horse's name is Aggro. What doesn't Aggro me is more Sonic and Mario Olympic games, because that's a good series and no- that nobody plays. <laughs> I might actually get this one just for, like, the grappling and shit. Yeah, they actually have cautions for fencing, which is weird. And then there's bad debates on Twitter, and it, I don't want to see it. Don't want to see what? About people who are debating why Eggman have nipples, but Wario doesn't. Excuse me, what? That's a good debate, though. <laughs> it's like, though. They're more of the focusing on the dumb shit than the actual game, and it's weird. I mean, I mean, one character is designed by Nintendo, and the other was designed by Sega. I would imagine that's a, a good difference there. Yeah. Does Mario have nipples? I don't... You mean he does? Yes. Does it's Peach have nipples? Yes. Have we seen Peach's nipples officially? Yes. That's what I thought. Super Remember, Nintendo in... bought that video. Yeah, it had Ron Jeremy in it. It was great. He came in like a wrecking ball. <laughs> That's a great. That oh, was a really God. good. That was a really <laughs> good cover, and you know it. No. 
No, it that was a good music video that I know you enjoyed watching. I did not. <laughs> Shout out to Didrick for that for showing us the. Is it because video. you couldn't be in his place, Jordan? Please, Patrick, continue on the topic. <laughs> oh, I'm right. I'm right. He wanted to be that guy. Yeah, he wanted to be. No, nope. wanted that. He wanted to be the hedgehog, Ron Jeremy. No, that's his nickname, by the way. Hedgehog Ron Jeremy. Yeah, is no one is. What the fuck are we going on about this still? No, they call it his hedgehog. Get uh, it? His hedgehog. Mm. His hedgehog. Yeah. Why are we talking about Ron Jeremy when it's Mario and Sonic at Olympic Games Tokyo 2020? <laughs> I don't know because something's brought nipples and we got because into Because nobody watches then... the Olympics. You are damn fucking right no one watches the Olympics while every other fucking person in the Olympics last year or the year before got fucking polo or something from the tainted water. What? <laughs> they got polio or something from the tainted water. They got polo? They got Damn, Where's somebody Marco? must have been Marco. <laughs> uh, this is going to be the rest of the podcast, episode 45 minutes of horseshit. We don't care what we're doing, we're just going to horseshit around. And we're just gonna Every episode is horseshit. <laughs> I don't think anybody's bought it either. Yeah, Jim didn't want to buy the, the interaction pass today either, but you know. Horseshit, not buying it. Yeah. And so they're so they're making another Mario and Sonic game, 2020 Olympics, Tokyo Dome. I hope I, hope I jump off Tokyo Dome on some glass pipes. <laughs> um, <laughs> some reason this no, it's weird knowing that this game's been or the series has been going on for over 12 years. It started on the Wii, and that makes the Wii really old. Then, I mean, the Wii came out in 2006. We're over 10 years past that. Yeah, I don't like to think that because it's really old very old but it'll be the first time for this series that they're introducing weird retro 16 8 bit stuff because Sonic technically wasn't even though it was 8 bit they more socialized with 16 bit but there's going to be some events that are for some reason taken in retro style which is interesting I just wonder know if it's going to be uh, limited to certain characters or not because you know it's not every character in the roster was introduced in a 16 or 8 bit format well what and if majority... that's where they put in like extra characters probably because I did see like toads and like uh, the the animals from the Robotnik machines and as fillers in some of the events so that's uh, interesting I'm really excited for that wrestling sumo thing that they have that is short off in the trailer because that would be nice but essentially it's just going to be like about 10 different events ranging from like 100 meter dash to long jump judo volleyball etc it's mostly just events from like the 1964 I believe it was here in when they were last time in Tokyo yeah 1964 a long previous time ago Olympic games were held there so that's neat. Like yeah. how they're going old school with that. It's coming back to Tokyo in 2020. Just, that is uh, cool. Really interested. <laughs> and it comes out on November 5th in North America. And for some reason it comes out three days later in Europe. Because is isn't, isn't it usually Europe sometimes gets stuff before us. Majority of the time. I think it's Japan that usually gets it before us. Oh yeah, us. Japan always Europe gets and... everything first. Just, yeah. I'm surprised. Isn't Europe, you see the place that usually gets stuff before us. 
I think it's mixed. Um, with Metroid Prime, Europe got it later, um, originally, and got the better version because it was more complete. Fair enough, if I remember correctly. Yeah, I like I like this series a lot. One of my favorites still Winter Olympic Games because I haven't really played any of the Wii U ones. <laughs> I haven't played all of them, which I should, should, but one of them was really expensive for the Wii U. Or was, I'm not sure if it's Oh, that one did shoot one. up in price, didn't it? Yeah, it really did. And I didn't, I don't own it, unfortunately, so that sucks. See, I don't think I've actually ever played any of the uh, Olympic Games. Mario Sonic Olympic Games. Like, at all. They're good. Just the first one's kind of Eh, not really that great. The one after that was it's really good. Yeah, I went to I mean, Olympic it, Games for it, Wii. It has to be for them to continue to make the uh, make the games. So yeah, it's a fun fun little side series that they have going. I usually like Mario spinoff games a lot. Sometimes they're better than the main series. Sometimes I mean I mean like you know Mario Tennis is great. I love original Mario Tennis, Mario Golf, Mario Golf Toastal Tours, Toastal Tours. Mario Golf, Toadstool Tour, Wahoo is better. Although the 3DS one is my favorite. I like Toadstool Tour a little bit more. Yeah, I, I mean, nothing wrong with that. It's good. I like the 3DS one just a bit more. It just it, it plays so well. But yeah, I think it's going to be a cool game. Probably not going to get a release date because I haven't been getting a lot of games on release date because I don't have money. I mean, yeah, to be fair, it's not something that's necessary unless it's a specific game. Like, the, you just really have to manage money with that shit. You can't be buying games just because they're releasing because they seem cool. You gotta wait. If you're like not 100% sold on it and ready to play it the minute it comes out, there's no need to buy it the minute it comes out. It will get cheaper. Yeah, usually it gets cheaper. A lot of stuff on Black Friday, which is good. Yeah. Yeah, it's just a neat little thing that they're adding. Retro sprites for the first time. That's playable stuff, I think. Yeah, yeah, that seems cool. Alright, well... I guess that wraps up the topics for the day. We're going to take a quick break, and then we'll be right back to talk about what we've been up to. So, Jordan, what the f*** have we been up to? No, listen here. I have to say, all right, folks, welcome back. It's time to talk about what the f*** we've been up to. Fine. Uh, let's go ahead and start off with our group efforts. Um, sadly, Patrick has been working closing shifts every day. Uh, he has, he's on a nine-day straight binge of, of closing. Uh, so he's not been able to join us in a recent acquisition of Ben's, which was a Jackbox party pack. So, yeah. So um, Ben, Vinny, and myself been playing that, and that's fucking fun. Yeah, so if you're listening now... It's not on sale anymore, but it was on sale on HumbleBundle.com for 15 bucks for, like, the four Jackbox party packs and a bunch of versions of You Don't Know Jack and some of the other games that are in the party packs. Um, like, for for 15 bucks for all that, it felt like a steal, and I've been wanting the party pack games anyway for a while, so I went ahead and I was like, you know what, I'm going to buy those and we can make it like it's a It's very much so worth it. Oh, yeah, totally worth it. Um, so what, we only played... You don't know Jack 2015. We played a couple games of that. Mm-hmm. You and Vinny did about a, a billion times better than I did. Yeah. Um, we did some Fibbage, which was incredibly fun. Oh yeah, that's great. Um, it's so the point of Fibbage is like you get a prompt, right? And everybody that's in the game 
comes up with a lie. Um, but it's got to be something that is a reasonable lie. So you got to kind of be creative with it. You've got to make something that's down to earth enough, but dumb enough to trick fit the into people. the actual situation. You want to um, give an answer that's going to trick other people into thinking, oh, yeah, that seems legit. Yeah. Yeah. And so, like, say if you wind up picking the truth, you get like, you know, a thousand, two thousand, three thousand points or something like that. And if you trick other people and they choose it, you get points for that as well. So that's kind of how like your total is is added up. Um, and it's just it that, that game is just so much fun. Just seeing, okay, can I come up with something stupid? What is down to earth enough to actually trick people? And then you do it, and it's like, oh, that's fun. I tricked them. Ha! You're stupid, and you get to chastise your friends. Uh, and then we also did Drawful, which we I drew didn't... a bunch of penises. Yeah, and a bunch of other bad pictures. I didn't feel like it was as fun as Fibbage was. I feel like Fibbage was like the clear winner out of that for me. I don't know about you. I think that was fine. I was. Uh, it wasn't as fun as the first two game modes, but I still enjoyed it because the nature of drawing shit. It's it's a bit more laid back than like, um, uh, than the other you know website based one draw whatever the hell. Um, I forget what it's called. Scribbly, probably, I think does it. Scribbly IO or whatever. Yeah, so it's a bit more laid back than that because it's not you have to draw on command and people guess what it is you're drawing. You, they give you a thing, you have to draw it to depict it, and then they just take everyone's answers all at once, their drawings, and then just go through them all. And you know, you get points for getting it right and whatnot. It's a bit more laid back. I do like it. It was fun. Um, mostly the the part that makes it fun is the fact that we can draw penises into everything. That, you know, that's really what makes it fun. But, uh, yeah, it's, it's great. The way the game works is, in case you didn't know, uh, whoever owns the game hosts it. You know, they run the game and host it, and it creates a lobby slash room that you join on your phone. You go on the website, jackpoxparty.com or whatever, and put in the room code and put in your username, and you just you join and play with your phone. And usually you just get buttons oppressed, but you also, for the drawing game, you draw. Hold on. I have to interject real quick. And the, uh, when you said Jackbox, for some reason my brain processed it as Jack Cox. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because I'm immature and can only make immature hey, jokes. Look, all right. Well, while while you're interjecting, um, it's also uh, Patrick linked something here. We were talking earlier in the topics for a brief for a brief moment about uh, you know the Amazon wildfires and how the uh, Brazilian president refused the ten million dollars to go towards the wildfires well an update to that has been has been issued uh the hold president up hold up will... it's a he didn't accept it over personal beef yes he, he will only accept an offer of international aid to fight the amazon fires if french president macron retracts some comments he says that Macron had called him a liar and questioned Brazil's sovereign sovereignty. So literally, he's he's personal beef. He's letting a, a, the biggest forest in the world, twenty percent of the entire planet's oxygen, burn over beef, over over petty uh, personal reasons. So this man, I hope, dies in this fire. I hope he dies a brutal death in this fire. I didn't that expect you to go that hard. But hey, man. I, I'm, I, I'm, I'm sorry. That, that just pushed me over the edge with him. That's completely unrelated to Jackbox Party, though. Jackbox Party is fun. <laughs> yeah. It's uh, incredible it's, fun. It's, it's fucking fun. I, I can't wait for us to play it next time Patrick's actually off again. 
which probably will be in like 10 years. But who knows, you know, eventually it'll happen and we have to. Is it still on sale right now? No. Damn like it. I said at the beginning, it's not on sale anymore. Well, if oh, you're listening I to this, it, you said, but I don't know if that oh. was like, like right now or just like as of the day. Yeah, this goes no, out. it's, it's done permanently. I should have actually. Damn I, I wish that. I would have gotten it. Because you're not always going to be around, you know, at the times that everyone else may be. I would like to have it just so I can do it with other people as well, if you know what I mean. Yeah. Oh, but hey, if we ever do it, we could do Steam Share and I could borrow yours. That's the thing. But yeah, uh, the Jackbox Party is fucking fun. It's great. I can't wait for us to play more. And there's more to it than just what we played as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's about... We only played like three of like the six or seven games that are in there. So only about half of it that we yeah. that we really went and through. And there's still more. And like, we still, yeah, we got three more packs. Yep. So on to our individual agendas for what we've been up to. Um, personally, I started to, or I, not started, but I did start, but I didn't start. Um, I decided to play through Super Mario World uh, because I've never really fully played through a 2D Mario game. I mean, I guess not a lot of people have, unless you grew up in the era. The only one that I've ever beaten was Super Mario Bros. Deluxe on the Game Boy Color, and I played it on the Game Boy Advance SP. But that's like the only one that I've played that way, and that's because that allowed you to save your progress and not have to do it in one sitting. So that that was awesome. Um, But I decided I wanted to sit down and play Super Mario World because it just, I, I know it's a fantastic game. I suck at 2D Mario games. I'm not good at platforming, like 2D platformers. And I need to just kind of get myself into it. And I don't remember what it was, but something caused me to want to play the game. Oh, uh, the, I, I forget the name of the channel, but the Something About series that guy does on YouTube. Patrick, you know who I'm talking about? You know the guy that you introduced? Thank you, yes. Terminal Montage. His 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 series is on on stuff like that, like uh, like something about Super Mario World. That shit makes me laugh every single time I watch it. So, but yeah, um, I've been playing through that, and I, right now I am at the first ghost house, the donut ghost house. I found the green, the green switch palace. Right now to say fuck the ghost houses. So, I've I've played through further in the game before. I, it was a long time ago, but I have played through the game further before, and I don't remember how the fuck to beat this first ghost house. I didn't try for very long, because I was already about to go to bed, so I saved my progress right before that, but, like, I, I just need to, you know, actually figure out what to do, because, like, for some reason I'm having trouble on the first ghost house, and I feel stupid. But, uh, if I get too stuck and don't want, I don't want to look it up, I can just ask my brother, because he, you know, grew up playing a game, so he still memor- has everything memorized. Um, aside from that, this is going to piss Patrick off. I still haven't watched Gretzko. Um, and I've been watching a different show instead. Uh, if any of you have ever heard of a show called Grimm, it came out, it started airing 2011, aired all the way up till 2017, had six seasons. And it, it's just, it, it aired, it was such a great show. It was like NBC's, or, yeah, I think NBC's, um, like highest rated show for the time, like throughout its entire run time, it was just it did great. And I've I've watched it or I've watched season one or two or both uh, a few years ago, and you know really liked it and got into it, but just 
I guess, you know, died out in it for whatever reason. My parents are actually watching through it a second time recently, and that's made me want to actually go and watch it, watch it. So I'm currently caught up to season five. Um, I'm a few episodes into season five. It's just, it's a fantastic show. And to give you a premise of it, um, there are... People in the world aren't always what they seem. Uh, they, some people have uh, like an inner beast type thing going where they're, they can turn into an animal type human hybrid thing. Um, so like, you know, if it's a wolf based type person, they can, they can transform into like a, a wolf person um, or, you know, whatever type of animal or whatever type of creature. Cause it's not just specifically animals. It's like weird other creatures too and, and, and mythical stuff too but they they kind of transform into stuff but they're still you know humanoid it just gives them different powers and whatnot and not everybody a normal person can't see it unless they the the person it transforms wants them to be seen when they transform it's called a vogue um and so the average person cannot see them if they transform unless they want to be seen so there are people, uh, a warrior race from ancient times that are called Grimms, and they are essentially kind of like the police for these people that can transform. Now, these people that can transform are called Vesson, uh, and it's spelled with a W, but pronounced Vesson. And the Grim is essentially Vesson police it, it, it just he keep in the olden days they would keep everything in check and if they were bad they'd cut their heads off and it just it's it was very barbaric in the olden older olden days and modern times it's a a bit less barbaric but hard to get by with because of you know modern day police and all that stuff but the main character uh nick burkhart is a grim as he found out, but he's also a police officer. And as the story and everything progresses and everything you know unfolds, uh, it turns out his uh, his captain of the police department is Vesson. Uh, it turns out one of his best friends that he met is Vesson, and it just it's it everything unfolds and goes crazy. But he's just fighting for the greater good, you know, keeping the city of Portland, Oregon under control with his police powers, but finding out that a lot of cases of crime uh, are Vesson related and these, these people, you know, doing shit, using their powers and abusing their powers. And it's up to him to discreetly take care of the situation while somehow making it to where it can actually be proven for the police. Cause you know, the, the police aren't, you can't give proof that someone's Vesson and expect them to believe that, you know, that, that type of shit doesn't work that doesn't go together so but yeah it's just it's really really cool it's it's a super intense show like there is a lot of tension in good ways uh it it it's really really good it's just hard to describe how like and how good it is so i've been i really really enjoy that um kind of, i'm sad that i'm nearing its end i only got like a season and a half left but oh well <clears throat> Now, the, the other thing that I've been up to <laughs> is, I'm not going to go on too long about this because I've already done it before, but woke up one morning, uh, last Monday morning, to, or last Tuesday morning, 
to a very strong electrical burning smell. And to to try and summarize the story, uh, one of our circuits burnt up, and we had to have it have an electrician come out and work on it. And it costed a hefty two thousand dollars, and was very unpleasant uh, to have to spend that much money out of the blue. But thankfully, our house didn't burn down. We thought it was going to because we smelt that burning smell strong, and it was scary. But now the electrician we got was very, very good, um, very good people. Um, if you ever are in need of an electrician and aren't sure about individual people, go ahead and, and look up Mr. Sparky. They are, this is not endorsed by them at all, of course, but they're yeah, a big company. They're, they're a nationwide uh, electric company or electrician company, um, but they, they're, they're really good. And their prices are not, you know, out of this world or nothing. They're they're about they're not cheap but they're not the most expensive either so somewhere in the middle upper but they did a good job they did they did a repair job you know very well our electrician was very great i still need to give them google review i forgot to so i should do that but uh yeah two thousand dollars later a few shows in mario world and that's kind of all i've been up to uh besides stress with that and my car stuff which is now under control and and yeah how about you, Ben? Uh, well, let's see. Let's go in order of how I did things. Uh, ben has Friday a big night, list here. Or really, Friday afternoon, I uh, watched Ryzen 18, which Ryzen, for those of you who don't know anything about MMA, is um, currently Japan's biggest mixed martial arts uh, promotion. And they had ran a show that I didn't get to watch um, that previous Sunday. So I spent my Friday afternoon uh, going through that. Stop fucking with my numbers. <laughs> I'll fight you. I'll You'll come down to Dallas me? anyway and fight you. But wow. uh Yeah, so uh, I I went went back watched Ryzen 18. Uh, you know, really fun show, a lot of fun fights. Um a couple eh, kind of mediocre fights. Uh but, you know, th- there were some 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 knockouts, some submissions. Um the fucking uh kickboxing fight with John Wayne Parr was was really fun. Like they were just fucking going at it in that fight. I will say what one of the fights um that didn't get um a win or loss victory for either of the guys went to a no contest. They both went to punch each other and their heads collided and one of the guys had a cut so bad that they had to call off the fight and call it a no contest because it was right at the beginning of the fight. Wow. So, yeah, that one sucks. But, you know, it's probably going to be a fight that goes to a rematch, I would assume. Uh, They had their champions in some non-title bouts, which is weird. It's not something I'm really used to seeing in MMA, um, a champion in a non-title fight. But, um... Yeah, they did that for whatever reason. And one of the champions, uh, Kyoji Horiguchi, lost in the first round to a knockout by Kai Asakura. So they're probably going to book that for a rematch for the title in... I would probably say they do it on their New Year's Eve show. But uh, yeah, overall, just a fun show. 
I still love the pro wrestling vibe they give to it. Uh, and all that shit. Ryzen, Ryzen's fun. Japanese MMA in general is fun. I finished see, up Yakuza. Ryzen uh, oh. is like, you know, good AMD control thing too. So I'm sorry, go ahead. Yeah, it's, you know, Jordan's favorite processor. But uh, after that, I uh, finished up Yakuza 6. And what a fucking fantastic game. Uh, I haven't played all the Yakuza games yet. But, uh, you know, Yakuza 6 was one of the first ones that I, I jumped into. I saw you change that number, but fine, <laughs> whatever. Um, so, game gameplay-wise, obviously, it's the same thing that every Yakuza game is. It's just really good beat-em-up. Um, it felt like they were quite generous with the, the experience that they give you. You know, I was pretty well leveled up by the end of the game in terms of my health and my, my uh, attack power. Um, that game actually made me cry. The ending made me cry, and then they pulled an M. Night Shyamalan with a fucking plot twist that made me feel stupid for getting emotional. I'm not going to say what happened because I don't want to spoil Patrick because he's not there yet. But it was dumb. It wasn't dumb. But you're it was kind of dumb. Um, but, but yeah, like, the big plot point for the, the entire game wound up being some of the like Yakas has always done like crazy shit. That was the big plot point that the, everything was centered around turned out to be some crazy shit that I didn't expect. Um but yeah, it's just an awesome game. Um very glad I played it. Uh I started up Fire Emblem 3 Houses and that uh that's been fun to go through so far. Only about 10 hours in. Uh, only, only put in 10 hours over the past week, but man, um, every, every now and then I'll play like a bit of a turn-based strategy game and I always enjoy it. Strategy, uh, turn-based strategy stuff is always fun for me. Um, and, and Fire Emblem is really, really scratching that itch. Uh, also along with having like the overworld sections where, you know, you, you kind of go around, you boost your, your relationships with other characters and whatnot and, um, and you have to buy some all, all the confidant stuff, the, you know, training, um, like the students, uh, just every, everything outside of just like the strategy, uh, battles, uh, you know, it's, it's just a really nice package. It's a nice way to blend, uh, almost like your persona style of, of daytime activities and, and turn-based strategy. And I think, I think they really... Uh, now the head on, uh, fuck. <laughs> nailed the head on the fuck? I can't. They they really nailed it with this one. Um, this is actually my first Fire Emblem game. Well, then um, you have no right to say that, you fuck. You well, nailed it feels like they head. nailed it with this one, okay? Alright? It's what, a good game. It's a very good game. Um. Did you buy the tea? No. You, you gotta buy the tea. I'll buy the tea eventually. You gotta, you gotta go buy the tea. Regardless, um, I like the art style. It's a nice anime art style. But here's the thing. The Switch ha does have trouble running this game. I'm sure. Um, I've seen it chug randomly on numerous occasions. It has trouble loading certain areas in. <laughs> um, and that's like my only thing that I can complain about with the game. Uh, but it's tolerable. It's not like it's like super fucking bad. 
To be fair, um, it is playing on a fucking tablet, so... Yeah. Yeah, that's essentially why it runs poorly. But, uh... Yeah, and I returned to Persona 5. I'm enjoying the game again. Uh, I finished up Kanashiro's Palace, which was quite fun, I felt. Um, there's a section towards the end, the safe room section, that is very fun. I'm not going to super spoil it, but there's a lot of puzzle and math stuff involved in that that I actually found quite entertaining. Um, it it forced me to take notes in a way that I don't normally take notes. Like, I don't normally take notes for games, but this one, it, it, uh, it was kind of fun uh, to sit there and do that. Um, but yeah, still enjoying it. Um, or rather enjoying it more now than what I was at the time. Uh, and yeah, just good shit. Also doing like the social, uh, the S-Link stuff, um, and building bonds with other characters and whatnot. So that's fun. Uh, got back to Final Fantasy VII last night. Uh, that way I can finish it before the remake comes out. Um, I thought it was Final Fantasy III. Uh, no, you decided to make it Final Fantasy 3 because you're an asshole. Uh, and oh, I fucking okay, hate you. Um, wow, you're a fucking asshole. You hate me, guys, huh? <laughs> uh, and shit. I lost my train of thought. I'm just finishing up uh, the Shinra building. Uh, so that, that that's going to be fun. Uh, I don't really have much to say about it other than it's just really good. The pacing, I, I'd heard... I'd heard somebody talk about the pacing, and I was like, you know, I never really thought anything about it, and I wanted to pay attention to it, and the pacing is like, you know, it's not wasting time in any way. It's not going too fast, but it's not wasting time. It's getting to the point, and it's spending just the right amount of length on everything that's going on in the story, and I really like that. That's cool. I just got a new party member, though. Got Red 13. He seems pretty cool, too. I just fucked up on the last part because I didn't I didn't realize that you would actually have to redistribute the materia between um, both parties once they split up. You fucking idiot. And so I fucked that up. Yeah, you real, idiot. Really fucking bad. You so, should stop playing the game. You're fucking idiot. You, you suck. You know what, dude? You couldn't even fucking tie my shoes, so shut the fuck up. All right, listen here. If if you're if if your father still listens to this podcast, I want him to smack you upside the head if he hears this and tell you how stupid you are. Cause I said so. He wouldn't do that, my mom would. Well, I don't want your mom to. Um, but yeah, I'm probably gonna get back to that tonight at some point, if I have time. Try and actually properly finish that part up. But we'll see what happens. Uh, that and really small thing. Um, but last night I went on to do my spin and decided, fuck it, start a business in GTA Online. So I started a business in GTA Online. Uh, and that, that's all I've been up to. I just wanted a brief mention of that. Okay. What you been doing, Patrick? Working. <laughs> yeah, well, we know that. But you don't go to bed until 6 or 7 a.m. usually, so... You've been, uh, it's doing true stuff. I don't put bed till six because fuck yeah that's why yeah I think I went to bed at like six today I think the brief I just booted up Tetris 99 <laughs> the only Switch game I booted up in a while just to get my free theme from competing online so I can just collect all of them mm-hmm. that's all I really booted up the Switch for <laughs> <laughs> okay so, alright that's fine well, it took me a few matches so I was 
Nice. It's like, okay, good. Did that. Finished up Pokemon Red 2 as well. Uh, went to Elite Four with uh, my team. Ended up doing that. Caught the Mewtwo with the Master Ball and just be like, okay, yeah, good. pretty much finished up there. And then I moved right into Crystal. Where I'm currently at the water area gym. Right, I had to go to the lighthouse first to uh, get this dude who's taking care of uh, the lighthouse, I think. It was like down or something. So he's not at the gym at the moment. So that's nice. So I've started from wherever last time we did the podcast up to now. That's how much progress I've made in Pokemon Crystal. I've been trying to trade a Pokemon from Red over to Crystal to use, but being a pain in the ass for me and not working. I've been watching several tutorials of how to and tried following the steps and just ah, it just just refuses to work for me for whatever reason. I tried both uh, Visual Boy Advance. I downloaded something that Vinny told me to download the TGB Duel and still <laughs> won't work for me properly. So I'm like, fuck it. To be I'm fair, it's not very me. cooperative in general. It's a very tedious thing to do. Yeah, so I'm just going to force Vinny to do it because he has more experience with it and I don't have the time to. He'll, he'll be able to figure it out. I will f- he'll probably do it in like a minute and be like, alright, just did it. Uh, I mean, it may, it may take him a bit more than that. Alright, five minutes then. Okay, now that, yeah, that, that sounds fair. Because apparently he, he just do everything right away with Pokemon stuff. Yeah, well, he's always been very determined and uh, made sure to explore all the possibilities of his stuff. Pokemon stuff, really, yeah. I did finish NFL Street 3 on my uh, PC XS2. No, it's NFL T3. <laughs> no, NFL Street 3, I finished that. I, you know, I did all the... Respect and did the entire challenge thing. Which is, like... Which I do like the game, it's just... Uh, it's just uh, some things that could have been better and more improved on compared to the other ones. I like do like that after a while you can after you get like enough respect you can skip games which I end up skipping like the some earned games because they're just it just took up more time instead of like the actual NFL team which I end up just playing all those so I can get those unlockable footballs and call it good and I do like after a while that's like oh you've been doing well you can pick one of these players from other teams you beat so you can just pick up some actual NFL players to your team that's neat which I felt like it was a good thing. Because in the first game, you only got like 800 credits after being a division, or what they call a ladder. And on, and to get a certain the battle of the team, just to get a certain player, I think costs like damn near like 600, 760 credits, I think, somewhere around there. So you basically have to waste all your credits just to get one NFL player instead of getting other stuff. For de- or developmental points and doing challenges for those to build your own team, which if you want to play like that, go right ahead, but it's not going to be easy. You're not going to have fun time with it. It's just better to boost up your own characters in the first game. Which I th- right. just meh. But I didn't do that. The third one. So I did all that, finished all that up, and there's only just that one mode, which kind of sucks, because in NFL Street 2, there's at least other things you can do, like you can run the gauntlet against every team you can play as your own character play his own custom team in certain different modes and there's just a lot more to it so yeah that's just 
both bits and pieces that I like from each of the trilogy, which I got to go back and play two because I was going to intentionally play it for Jordan, but uh, we never have time, so I'm getting sick of it. So I'm like, yeah, I'll fucking just play it on my own time at the straight because we never have time to do anything. Yeah. I, I, I mean, your, your work schedule is like fucked, so we don't ever Discord a lot lately. Yeah. Oh, that did okay. start. As long, as long as one day you play NFL Street 2 and say, what is that my saying, gamers? I'll be Never. Happy. Never Damn. again. I'll never be happy again. Yeah, well, you don't you don't deserve happiness. Uh, I guess you're probably right. <laughs> <laughs> I did finally play, uh, start playing a little bit of Super Mario 1000 Your Door. And right now, last time I ended up, I'm currently in Chapter 2, which I'm basically pretty much almost at the end of Chapter 2. Cause I did get all the hundred puties, so I just gotta go around to the last bit of the puzzle where I needed the hundred and one to battle the hundred weird fucking <laughs> bugs, whatever, so I can get past there. And I'm assuming not much there would be the boss of the uh, entire puny tree thing. So I started from the beginning, the paper uh, a thousand year all the way to the hundred punies. And that's basically where I've been at. I've been getting the battle commands down, like the style for majority of stuff, so it's been nice. So that's just uh, something I've been enjoying the game, slowly but surely. I play it like at least once a week, give or take. See, that's that's a really, really good game. Um, I absolutely love Paper Mario Thousand Door. That chapter, I was telling you last night, um, that chapter is one of the weaker ones, but just because the partner is poop. Um, but there's nothing really wrong with it. Um, I, I like it for nostalgia. The music and everything is great. The, uh, the vibe it sets is really good. You know, all that stuff. It's, it's probably a weaker uh, chapter, but that goes to show for the rest of the chapters in the game how good they are. Now, chapter one was it was like, I mean, it's an introduction one, so you can't really knock it too bad, but it's just kind of kind of a little bit it's just generic. slightly slower than average or slightly quicker than most average chapters would be, I feel. Yeah. Chapter two yeah. just feels like I could just pretty much do that in one session, like an hour and a half, and it's already done, or if not less. Yeah. Nothing really too extraordinary with it just yeah yeah the next chapter is really really good I know, that's, what, my favorite that's what chapter. I'm looking forward to this is chapter 3 yeah chapter 3 is really good chapter that's 3 is really I good do. Uh, nah, I haven't really been that's all the games I've been really been playing much this time around NFL Heat 3 is a pretty good game yeah, I like it. I like the Street Three. I wish they would make another Street game, except they never will ever again because they're gonna focus on Madden, and so that's kind of garbage. I only buy it when it's on sale, just to have it for the collection. So that's it. That's all I've been doing. Well then, I guess that wraps up things for the 40th episode of the Lackadaisical Podcast that was supposed to feature Trim. Path slash Kokoro Starstorm, but he did not show up. He decided to nap. Fuck you, Trim. You're a piece of shit. He's a cunt. And I hope you lose in your next Smash fight. <laughs> Damn. Anyways, yeah, I would like to say thank you for watching, tuning into this week's episode of the Black Desco Podcast. I hope you were able to enjoy. 
If you would like to find us on Twitter, you can find me at Toad, Ben at VidSigma, Vinny at VinnyPlaysVlogs, Patrick at Assassin underscore Volk. And if you would like to follow the official Twitter for the Lackadaisical Podcast, it is spelled L-A-C-K-A-D-A-I-S-I-C-A-S-T, at Lackadaisicast. DMs are open. Feel free to slide in. Shoot us some suggestions uh, for changes, for topics, or whatever it may be. And uh, we will see you guys next week.